Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. It's that time again, Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester, streaming at WMNHradio.org, and of course on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page, and you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com. For all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Hello to our friends at Raw Talk Online, Tomorrow Radio, and AOW Radio. Today is Thursday, November 11, 2021, and it is Veterans Day. So happy Veterans Day, everybody. Um, Especially, you know, my dad, obviously my favorite veteran. Uh, My father, uh, he was a Navy SEAL. Uh, during Vietnam, and uh, you know he he's been uh, tuning into the show lately. So a uh, happy Veterans Day, Dad, and of course uh, John Hopwood, who was here with us yesterday, uh, another uh, veteran. So that was yesterday, right? Or was it the day before? The, no, it was yesterday. No, he was here yesterday and the day before. That's right. This week has been a little bit of a blur, but anyway, onward and upward we go. So happy Veterans Day! I know there was a, a great uh, parade here in uh, downtown Manchester today. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting to see. So, you know, I always say, and I've, uh, obviously I've a uh, tremendous respect for veterans and, um, yeah, part of that is just an admiration and an acknowledgement of the fact I always say, uh, not on my best day, do I think that I have what it takes to strap on a weapon and r- go running into an area where other people are actively trying to kill me. So, uh, so I have tremendous respect for, uh, for anyone who puts themselves in that, uh, in that position. So there you go. Um, 603-250-6007 is a number. If you'd like to call us today, 
250-6007. I will answer your question in the Facebook live chat. I'm surprised no one's gotten it yet. Um, <laughs> uh, you can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can always interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603 uh, I want to remind you, of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, right across the street. I ran over there um, right before the show, and um, I was able to park right out front here because, you know, it is a holiday, so there's no, uh, you know, it doesn't cost anything to, uh, usually I park in the parking garage, but... And so I ran over to the Hopknot, and it's funny. I walked in. For those of you watching online, you can see I've got my Hopknot shirt. This is the Hopknot logo. And uh, I walk in, and uh, Kenny says to me, nice shirt. And he happened to be wearing his Matt Connerton Unleashed shirt. So I said, thanks. I like yours even better. And we laughed and laughed. It was a nice moment. I do love seeing people wearing my shirt. And I know he loves seeing people wear his. So, But uh he filled me in on a couple of things uh, happening at the Hopknot coming up. So, um, and he he texted these to me. So they've got the pre-Thanksgiving karaoke party November twenty fourth from eight p.m. to midnight. Uh, so that's November twenty fourth, and then there's another gender blender drag show, which has been a very popular and successful feature there at the Hopknot, and uh, that is December fifth from two to four p.m. So this will be an afternoon one uh, on December fifth. Uh, 2 to 4 p.m. So a couple of great things going on at the Hopknot. And by the way, today is Thursday, which means tonight is trivia night at the Hopknot. I think, um, actually, I think it's full. I, I think he said that uh, all the reservations have been taken, but that doesn't mean you can't go there for a delicious gourmet pretzel or some craft beer. Uh, you can enjoy the trivia even if you can't actively participate. It's been such a successful thing there that they have to take reservations on it in advance uh, because uh, the tables fill up very quickly. And, uh, of course, it is hosted by the great Bill Sini, who also does trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays or most Wednesdays. Uh, so that is happening tonight at the Hop Knot. Of course, Friday nights they have live music. They have Sunday brunch. Such a uh, broadcasting. Oh, there it is. Yep, December 7th from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. So I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, but this is going to be a big deal. So December 2nd all day uh, right here at uh, 1045 Elm Street. Uh, number 300, which is us here at uh, WMNH, uh, you can send a check made out to HopeNH.Inc. That is HopeNH.Inc. And you can uh, mail that to WMNH, 1045 Elm Street, number 300, Care of the Morning Show. Um, so a couple different ways you can donate. And uh, this is going to be great. Um, and I, and I, by the way, I still too, it's kind of almost become a running joke. I've never actually met Matt Cushain, so I'll finally get to meet him because, you know, he's the one who, who started all this. And, uh, it always throws me a little bit when on the morning show, they refer to him as Maddie C because, uh, there's people in my life who in the past have called me Maddie C. So whenever I hear Maddie C, I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, they're talking to Matt Cushain because we have the same initials. So there you go. There you go. So lots of great stuff going on. Uh, lots of positivity, uh, which we need, <laughs> which we always need around here. But again, uh, 603-250-6007 is a number if you would like to call in today. 603-250-6007. Uh, let's uh, check in with everybody in the Facebook live chat. 
Oh, but first, I do want to remind you to a programming note. So tomorrow on the show, because tomorrow is Friday, every Friday we have uh, Eric Pilcher's classic film review. And tomorrow is, this week is A Clockwork Orange, which we were recently uh, discussing on the show. So that's going to be Eric's film review for tomorrow. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt. It's Ron. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Good, sir. Happy Veterans Day to all those who served, and thank you for your service. Absolutely. And um, by the way, they, they also referred to Matty as um, the morning show Jesus. I have heard him called that. Now, do you know where that comes from? He's got long flowing hair. He's uh, I just, just I don't know. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it has to do with his long flowing hair and you know, crazy things that crazier things have have happened, and that's it. It stuck out and it stood, and that was it. Well, I can tell you, uh, Ron. You know, I was raised Catholic, and I vividly remember going to church. And I went to Catholic school from grade two to grade eight, and I remember the portraits of Jesus with the the long, long flowing hair and the and the white skin and uh, all of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So I guess that that's the reason, <laughs> and um. I don't know when I'm going to get by the show again, but uh, I guess you can still take in cast, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. The next chance I get uh, your show or, or Pete's show, I'll uh, swing by and, you know, drop some cash. It's easier than writing a check. I, I'm lousy with writing checks. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, there aren't uh, – some people don't even have checkbooks anymore. It's, uh, you know, in this uh, – this like – like I, for example, I do all my banking online. If I need to send a check to someone, I have the bank uh, issue the check. Uh, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Anyway, but yes, uh, whatever uh, whatever works for you, Ron, is good. That'll be great. And uh, <laughs> it's nice in the past if they could keep an update on the um, you know the uh, value in the um, in the till for how much has been donated, and you know it's nice to see it go up and uh, and hear the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that'd be a good suggestion for those guys. I'm not uh, directly involved in the nuts and bolts of it, but uh, but right. no, but that no, that's a great idea. And uh, you know, I know on the morning show, uh, Peter is is really good about keeping everybody posted on uh, how things are progressing. So uh, I'm sure he'll do that. All righty. And Matt, I know you like to follow the rules, and um, you know you've been on probation, and you mentioned all that stuff too. But uh, you would never um, eat a pizza on your show. If I, you know, if someday I sent you a pizza, would you break the rules a little bit? I would not eat a pizza. What I would do is, if you sent a pizza, I would, uh, I would eat like maybe a slice during the break out in the hallway, and then maybe have some more afterward. But I would not uh, be caught eating live uh, between four and six p.m. on video uh, here in this room because uh, uh, I would uh, get in trouble. <laughs> okay, you don't have to explain. I I, I kind of knew. I just wanted to double check. I'll always have to hook you guys up on a Friday. Oh, we love it. Yeah, we appreciate that, Ron. Thank you so and much. Paulie eating? I mean, I I know you don't want to talk about it, but is his stomach a little bit better? I mean, could he eat a pizza if I sent one over? Oh, he has before. Yeah, in fact, uh, like we got um, pizza from Elm House uh, recently. Uh, you know, Tim Baines's place, and and oh, it's fantastic. And Paul had some of that. Oh, I know. That's I that's the last time. That's where it came from. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, but yeah, he, he can eat pizza. It, it depends on how adventurous he's feeling at the moment, I think, with his stomach. But yeah, he does. Uh, it, it seems like lately he is partaking more often in food. Yes. 
All right. Uh, that's a wrap. I'll let it go, and uh, maybe I'll surprise you guys, and I'll do a drive-in on Friday. Oh, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Thank All you, right. Ron. All right, my friend. Take care. Have a good day. All right, you Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. All right, that was our friend Ron. Uh, we like Ron very much, and my stomach love my stomach adores Ron. Can I just say that? No, Ron's a great guy. We love him, and he's a big supporter of all the shows here at WMNH. And, of course, uh, Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E. C. every Friday night from 7.30 to 10 p.m. I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with our friends Dan Ramblett and DJ Steve. And um, the theme on this week's Retro Spectrum Radio will be drug songs, songs having to do with uh, drugs or uh, or cannabis, which I don't consider a, a quote-unquote drug, but um, songs of that ilk. So that'll be very interesting. Um, my own experience in that uh, is is very limited. But uh, so just to be clear, it's music about you know we're not going to be doing that here. That would be uh, that would be very much against the rules, <laughs> very very much against the rules. And as Ron likes to point out, I like to follow the rules because uh, I've uh, I don't want to. I've gotten in enough trouble in the time that I've been here at WMNH, and I'm I'm good. <laughs> I wanted to stay out of trouble. Uh, but the phone line is open for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. And we will take a moment to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat uh, as I refresh the browser that I had it open in because for some reason that froze. Uh, hmm. yeah, internet's running a little sluggish. Actually, I can get some of it over on this screen. Uh, let's see. Pauly C says we would do them in the hallway. <laughs> the drugs. That's funny. Uh, Dirk Don says, how do you not consider marijuana a drug? It alters your state, which is what drugs do. Well, Dirk, you know, I am, uh, first of all, I personally don't even like to use the word marijuana. Uh, that was a term that was invented by, uh, politicians and government officials, of course, to, uh, make cannabis sound you know, like it comes from Mexico, ooh, uh, you know, when they decided that they needed to demonize uh, cannabis. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a plant, and it uh, has many medicinal purposes, probably more than any of us are aware of. And um, and so I don't l- lump it in. Uh, I mean, it's really just a matter of semantics, but personally, I don't like to lump it in with everything else. You know, uh, drugs, I think, you know, heroin, uh, cocaine. Uh, things like that. Uh, so n- not cannabis. I do not uh, put cannabis in that category. So I don't use that term. I mean, I don't particularly get bothered or uh, I don't correct other people when they use that term, but I don't use that term. I don't call it a drug and I prefer to call it cannabis. Uh, Jenny says uh, cannabis is an excellent medication, a.k.a. drug. Yes, that is true. What's your point? Uh, Tony D says Oh, Tony D says, oh, man, this video I'm making is going to be a huge drop on two people that listen to this show. I will have two guests on what we discussed and heard what was said about them. Huge drop. Here comes a radio war. Oh, I'm intrigued. I love a good radio war. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Jenny says, I did co-sponsor medical cannabis three times in my day. Yes, Jenny was a former state uh, legislator, um, a uh, state rep here in the great state of New Hampshire. I'm trying to refresh the uh, 
the browser on uh, my computer here. I can see some of the comments on the big uh, monitor here, but I can't I can't see everything. So might have to um, come back to some of these. But, uh, oh, and it's not you, Matt, Tony D says. I, oh, I know. Uh, uh, Ricky from uh, Pain Train Pipe Bomb is in the chat, says, I like Radio Wars being the fact that I am a DJ now, LOL. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, let's see. So I can't see the comments anymore, but uh, a bunch of people were wondering about, you know, I, uh, I did play, because it is a uh, patriotic holiday, I played uh, an iteration of the Star Spangled Banner. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing at some of what's going on in there. I did play an iteration of the uh, Star Spangled Banner to open the show. Uh, if you are a regular listener or you know me at all, you know that my favorite band is Kiss, and I'll use any excuse I can find to play some Kiss on the show. And that was Kiss's version of the Star Spangled Banner from their third official live album titled Alive 3, uh, which came out in 1993. It was kind of toward the end of the non-makeup era, which is my favorite era of the band. And uh, so that was them performing the Star Spangled Banner with Bruce Kulick on lead guitar, my favorite Kiss guitarist. I know that's that's heresy to some. Some people are still stuck on Ace Fraley, but, and I love Ace too, but... Uh, Gonzo is in the chat and says, same old Gonzo here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Gonzo. Well, I cannot see all of your uh, comments in the uh, chat, but uh, but that's okay. I can I can see some of them. Uh, let's see. I had uh, there's a couple different things we can go with here. There's so much going on. It's, it's an embarrassment of riches as far as uh, potential news, but uh, we'll grab this call first. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello, Matt. It's Pauly C. Pauly C from Retro Spectrum Radio with Pauly C. How are you? I'm hanging in there, having a good day. How about you? I'm well. Very well. Good, good. Yes. Hey, listen, uh, I just wanted to, uh, I heard you bring it up Friday's show, and uh, the drugs, we'll be doing that out in the hallway. We won't be... Um, doing it in the studio that's so. a big relief paul i i don't want to uh you know because we'll, we'll be on facebook live and uh you know right yes yeah. we'll be uh blowing rails and smoking doobies out in the hallway on friday yeah i'm not sure that that's even allowed in the hallway but uh who's oh, gonna know wait a minute it's, it's not well i don't know that it is you know i we'd have to check with management but uh sometimes it's better to uh, apologize later if you know what i mean well, why don't we just play it safe and just play drug music then instead of doing drugs? Oh, what, thank what, what, God. Why, why, why don't we just do that? You know, that's kind of what I'd prefer, but I didn't want to be the uncool kid and be like, ah, guys, I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? So thank you right. for taking the pressure off of me. I don't want to be the outcast. I like That's sit- fine. We'll, we'll, we'll just do the music. And even though, first of all, there's a discussion there in the uh, chat room about uh, marijuana and how can it not be a drug? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I don't think marijuana is a drug. However, it will be uh, featured prominently on the drug episode this Friday night. Yes. Well, I assumed as much. Very good. Any clues uh, as far as uh, the playlist? Or, or have you already said too much? We No, no. I can, I can run, give a quick little rundown of some of the uh, uh, bands that we'll be featuring. 
Uh, we will be having, let me just pull it up here. I'm in front of my computer. I just need to bring it up. All right. Huh? So we have Classics by Marilyn Manson, Mad Season, The Grateful Dead, Afro Man, The Eels, Buckcherry, Aldo Nova, just tons of stuff. That, you know, at Retrospective Radio, Matt, you and I, we try to not play obvious things when we have our subjects. And I, you know, I didn't want to do your, your cocaine by, by Eric Clapton because people probably would have expected that. Right. And uh, the, the songs that we do have, though, are definitely not deep album cuts either. They're just regular hits that people have not heard in years. And it's going to be a really fun episode. We've also uh, added some... Um, um, George, classic George Carlin discussing drugs in the 70s and then again in the 80s, uh, which we'll be featuring on the show as well. And, of course, uh, a bunch of movie clips, uh, classic funny movie clips that will go great with the uh, music at hand that night. Oh, very good. Well, we look forward to that. My favorite yeah. uh, drug song of all time is I Don't Like the Drugs, But the Drugs Like Me by Marilyn Manson, but I'm almost afraid to acknowledge that publicly because I believe Marilyn Manson has been canceled. So, Yes, and that is the track we will be playing. The Dope Show, the oh. title of the episode, oh. is a song by Marilyn Manson that has nothing to do with dope, with drugs. Well, I would just, uh, for, I would just forewarn you, uh, Paul. I do believe Marilyn Manson has been canceled, so uh, 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 play him at your risk. He's been canceled? What does that mean? Well, he, apparently, you know, there's a lot of accusations against him about uh, domestic violence and assault and uh, sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's not really uh, seen in quite the same light uh, that he or level of darkness that he once was. Uh, okay, well, maybe he's got the MJ effect going on because even though he's a scumbag, his music is fantastic, so... Maybe that's the uh, same thing here with uh, Marilyn Manson. Perhaps, perhaps. But we will be hearing Marilyn Manson. Mm -hmm. I just care about his music. I don't care about his personal life. I understand. I understand. Mm -hmm. Right. He looks very strange, by the way. He's uh, he, he looks just strange in his old age. When I first met Dan back in 1986 and we were working together... I had to explain to Dan that Marilyn Manson was not Paul from the Wonder Years. Yeah, because that was a big rumor, which, of course— Yeah, and he uh, believed it. He, he believed it. He believed it? Oh, we're going to make fun of him Friday night, aren't we? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know we what definitely wanna, have to. <laughs> you, know, you know what we ought to do is when it's time to play Manson, we'll just point at Dan and laugh, and we won't even say why we're laughing at him. We'll just point at him and laugh. He'll know. He'll know, and that, he'll feel the that, shame. That's what I'll do. <laughs> and he'll feel the shame of being so gullible. <laughs> Stupid Dan. Right. It, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, Matt. And then mm -hmm. I'll cue up some uh, Joe Cocker, get by with a little help from my friend. Uh -huh. And then we'll laugh at him even higher, <laughs> harder than that. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to tease Dan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, get back to your fabulous show and uh, tune in Friday night at 7.30 with me and Maddie for Retrospectrum. Peace. All right, very good. Thanks, Paul. All right, that's Pauly C. from Retrospectrum Radio with Pauly C. every Friday night from 7.30 to 10 p.m. Uh, here at WMNH. And I can't get this chat room to load, but I can see some of the comments on the big screen. 
Uh, Rocky Huber is in the chat and says, Marilyn Manson converted to Christianity two weeks ago and was seen at church with Kanye West. No joke. I believe that. Crazier things have happened. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Well, hello, it's Dirk. Hey, Dirk Don from Arrogant Media and, of course, Dirk's Music Review. How are you? Hey, not bad. So this, this whole discussion on uh, drugs such as cannabis, uh, has has led me to uh, thinking about something here regarding the album reviews. There was an album that I've wanted to review for for a while now, but I've been very hesitant on doing so. The album is called Dope Smoker by Sleep, one of my absolute favorite records. Uh-huh. Here's the problem: there's no way you'd be able to play anything from the album after the review, not because there's any kind of uh, naughty words like pp or poo poo but because the song is over an hour long wow really yes it's an hour long it's wonderful sometimes i go to bed with it it, it but it, it is it is all about dropping your everyday life to join a uh cannabis worshiping religion uh in an abandoning society huh is it so? What is it? It's uh, basically it's an album with one song on it. Exactly. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, that wouldn't really work, would it? <laughs> no, I, I wanted to. Maybe, like, maybe in the future, I might do it with uh, putting some song segments in there to to help out with. Because I don't expect people to like go, go run out and buy the album after hearing it, but um, it's it's an album that I absolutely think is worth praising. And, uh, like, if people have any, any interest in doom metal, it is one of the best ones to, to go after. Do they, um, do they have any other albums? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they just released a new album uh, back in 2018 called The Sciences. Uh, I remember back when that came out, there was one album review that came out from Metal Injection that just said, I don't even smoke, and I'm high while listening to this record. <laughs> but but are all their songs an hour long from these other albums? No. Oh, nope. well, why not? They, it, was just, it was just that one instance. Oh, okay. Well, it could always just, you know, use one of those other songs and for the review, for the end of the review. I, I could, but they're just not the, the masterpiece that Dope Smoker is. Ah. It's, it breaks my heart, Matt. I understand. I understand. I mean, this is a first world problem, certainly, but I do understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Mike Palapita yeah. in the uh, chat was suggesting maybe a single. Do they have a single? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I was wondering. All right. It was a good thought. Yeah. All right. But good luck on uh, Retrospectum Radio uh, this week here. Thank uh, you. And enjoy some, some great songs about marijuana and, and other drugs. Um, you know, drugs being the theme here, I'm guessing. But uh, if, if Cypress Hill doesn't play, I riot. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll mention that to Paul. Maybe we can get Paul, if he doesn't have any Cypress Hill in there, maybe we can get him to take out Manson and put in Cypress Hill. Hey, there you go. Mm -hmm. There you go, man. Mm-hmm. All right, you take it easy. All right, Dirk, thanks for the call. Take care. Imagine your new bathroom. 
a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. All right, that was uh, Dirk Don from the great state of Iowa. And, of course, Arrogant Media. Uh, if you go on the YouTube and subscribe to the Arrogant Media YouTube channel, you'll find all kinds of great content. And, of course, as I said, he does a weekly music review, which we were just discussing uh, here on the program. So we uh, we enjoy that very much. Yeah, the single thing. Um, so I used to be, I've told this before, but I used to be in a band called The Jinxed. And we always uh, used to joke about someday we're going to put out a single. And it struck us as just funny that obviously we weren't going to really do that. Or maybe I shouldn't say obviously because I was quite shocked a number of years ago, maybe four years ago, when I was on the website bandcamp.com and realized that there were, uh, you know, these local independent bands and solo artists who are now putting out singles. And I was just stunned. <laughs> I was like, I thought, you know, I mean, I never expect, you know, some people marvel at vinyl still being around and still being popular, but they don't realize that vinyl never actually went away. But cassettes definitely went away. <laughs> but no, you there's, there's artists now. I mean, obviously, it's just kind of the novelty of it because uh, you can't possibly actually enjoy the sound of tape hiss as part of the mix, but uh, but yes, there are artists that are putting out uh, singles. Uh, 603-250-6007, if you would like to join me, 603-250-6007. Um, something I've been wanting to talk about on the show, and it relates to, but it is not directly this uh, story. You know, the uh, one of the, the big stories in politics right now is... Trump is trying to assert executive privilege to block the release of these documents, White House documents related to January 6th. Um, I don't know why uh, he's trying to block them. They're uh, public records, and uh, obviously uh, nobody in the White House uh, could have uh, been coordinating with uh, the rioters uh, in any way, right? So what could there possibly be to hide? <clears throat> I mean, we know, you know, Steve Bannon wasn't working in the White House at that time. He was long gone. But we know Steve Bannon knew something because he said so on his podcast before it happened. Um, and, of course, uh, Merrick Garland in the uh, Justice Department is wringing his hands over, well, I don't know, we could arrest him and force him to comply with the subpoena, but uh, what if we make the Republicans mad at us? You know, because Democrats very... Uh, very uh, careful, very polite, and not wanting to make Republicans upset. 
Um, but we'll see. We'll see. But uh, kind of a, I don't want to say it's a side story. It is a component of this whole thing about January 6th. But I am kind of fascinated. I have become fascinated. And I never thought I would say this in my life because he's not a fascinating person or at least doesn't seem to be on the surface. He seems rather bland, actually. He seems like the type of individual who, if you were to have a conversation with him, you'd be trying to, uh, doing your best to try to remain awake. But I have, for unflattering reasons become somewhat fascinated by the otherwise unfascinating former vice president of the United States, Mike Pence. And I'll tell you why in a moment, but we'll come back to that. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Tony D, man. Tony D from Philly. How are you? Yeah, I just leaving work. Ah, wow. Yeah, long day, man. Start, start at 3.30. 3.30 a.m.? Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. uh that's about what, thirteen hours then? I'm not good at math. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm tired. That'll be a good tired. check. <laughs> but I but I am I had a very I'm I'm dropping a bomb on Friday. Oh um, my. And and Matt, the truth is gonna come out. There's not only one so what happened was is that I've been following something and then I also been reading up and following two individuals, and I said to myself, I said, one person made these accusations. I know these people. I need to get the truth. So I started talking to these people again, and they came on last night and put their two cents into a certain individual. Okay. Now, I have no backing whatsoever on this where I'm going against something that has backing all across the internet. I have no I have no affiliates, I have no no other radio shows, I have nothing. This is me doing me by myself. Like there's nothing yeah. other than the two guests that are on. So there's I have nothing backing me like I used to have with all the other stations that I used to, you know, jam on. Yeah. But what I'm gonna tell you is that is that it came from your show. They listened to your show because I sent it over to them. They heard what was said about them, and they reacted, and they wanted to do it with me. Huh? Okay. You are going. You are going to be so surprised when this drops because Ooh. one, it begins with someone from Nashua. <laughs> I put my I put my two cents into that. Uh-huh. But then it leads into this other person who was crying victim on your show. But then I got the truth, and then I got screenshots, and then I got other people telling me other certain things that this person is not so much of a victim. They're more of, I did the same thing. So when you hear this and this drops, this might be a little bit mind-boggling to you. This might confuse you a little bit, but I want you to ask questions to me after you hear this. Okay. Because I I have answers for a majority of the questions. But when this drops, like I said, I have no backing on this. So I am going to get so much flack. <laughs> I am prepared for it. I am ready for it. I And I know what's going to come from it. But it is so good to have the two people that were talked about on the, on the same line discussing what was said about them. 
I, so, I'm very, uh, I'm very intrigued. Very intrigued. Yes, it, 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 it went on for an hour and forty five minutes. Wow. I had to cut it down. I had to cut it down because it was a little bit too long. Okay. But there was so much information. One of these people served ten years in prison. Really? For, for an act, for, for an accusation, and they explained themselves clearly, and it was national news. Like you want to talk about national news? Like this was national news. Like this this person was on CNN, Fox for what they did, and you are going. I don't want to. Just, I just don't want to give too much. I'm just giving hints. Yeah, yeah. I want the video to drop, and I want the drop to be good. You get what I'm saying? I do. I do. So so. I, and I, I just want you to hear this. You're going to be mind boggled. You're going to be mind boggled because you're, you're, you like this person, and that's fine. But you're going to be mind boggled. Okay. You're, it's going to shock you. So just huh. be prepared when I drop this and you hear this. It's the first time that I've done anything in six months, and this is what I came back with. And I was like, man, I just opened up a can of worms. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going into this knuckle deep. So okay, I I am very intrigued. Very intrigued. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to start a radio war right off the bat, and I am so prepared for it. <laughs> I I like 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 I'm so prepared for it that I like I have I have other things to lead for like the next eight weeks. Yeah, like I, I have enough. I have I have enough information for the next eight weeks. I have like thirteen other people that want to talk about this certain individual. Really, like that? Wow. Yes. Okay. All so, right. So it's when I drop it, you're going to be mind boggled. But please ask me questions. And what? And when is this happening? I'm going to do it tomorrow night around eight. I just got to finish up a little bit of editing. Okay. To make it professional, and. uh you know, it's just the truth. Where we there's one side of the story that came out on WMNH on, on on Unleashed, but why don't we hear the other side of the story? And that's what I did. I grabbed the two people that were talked about, and I said, "Why don't you come on here and get and get your side out, and then we'll post it." And they were like, "Absolutely," because I heard what was said about me, and this is absolutely not true. This person is not. Not not a victim because they did the same exact thing that everyone else was doing. And I was like, please explain. And that's where this interview gets really, really interesting and deep. Okay. Okay. I won't be able to hear well, it. I won't be able to hear it right when it drops because I'll be on Retro Spectrum Radio Friday night. But, uh, as, but whenever as, you can, man. But but yeah, as soon as I get, I'm very intrigued. So as soon as I get home Friday night, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. This is very intriguing had, to me. I had to pull. I had to pull the second side because I knew who was being talked about, yeah. and I talked to them, and I was like, "This was said about you," and then they were like, "Really?" And I was like, "Here's the clip." I sent them over the video, and they were like, "Wow, well, this person's really playing victim. Well, why don't we talk about what this person has actually done?" I was like, "Okay," and that's where it went to an hour and forty-five. <laughs> wow! So I was, and they, they were both talking to each other. They were talking to me. And then there was laughing going on because, like, they're they were referencing things from your video, and it's 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 a really, really intense interview that spills the truth. A guy that served ten years for something and admits to doing what he did, and then gets into it, and it just 
when I drop this, dude, you're you're just going to be a little mind boggled. Uh, okay, okay. So well, cool. It, so just be prepared. I'm opening up the floodgates. <laughs> All right. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, Tony. All right, man. I'll talk to you. And then uh, any questions, let me know. All right, my friend. All right. Thanks, Tony. Take care. Uh, Bye-bye. Good. All right. That's our friend Tony D. from Philly. I am uh, – well, I, I think we know who one of the people is in the video because he, he dropped a, a pretty big hint, but – uh, I'm not sure about the other person, someone who's served 10 years for, or maybe that's the same person he was hinting about. I don't know. Uh, this, this will be very interesting. This will be very interesting. All right. Well, there you go. Well, uh, 603-250-6007. If you'd like to join us, 603-250-6007. Um, Abigail Jam in the chat says, sounds like Tony's poking a wasp's nest. <laughs> DJ Midas says, we want to hear the unedited version, not the Tony D version. Um, Jenny says, okay, I am so lost. <laughs> um, mm, yeah, I am uh, very, very curious. Uh, I can finally see the full chat room, so I also wanted to just say hi to a couple people in there we missed. Uh, Mike Pelopita is in the chat. Mike, of course, from one of our amazing sponsors, Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, big supporters of all the shows here and of the station. Uh, hello, Mike. Uh, Chris Rose from Massachusetts is in the chat. Um, let's see. Miriam Banish joins us. Hi, Miriam. Polly C. is in there, of course. Um Oh, Paul says regarding December 2nd, he says, I'll be hosting with you at Bonfire at 5 p.m. Yes, yes, absolutely. Looking forward to that, Paul. Um, I think we got everybody else who's in there. Midas says, I'm curious but also disappointed that we have devolved to infighting. Well, I'm keeping an open mind, uh, Midas. I'm, I'm keeping a very open mind. Very open mind. Ha, <laughs> ha. All right. Anyway, um, but here's what I wanted to say uh, about Mike Pence, and I um, I'm going to take a I'm going to break soon. I'm going to actually break a little earlier than usual today because uh, I need to go to my car, and uh, I left my rescue inhaler in the car. I'm fine, but I don't like not having it on me. Um, but I'm parked closer than usual, which is nice because the parking is open because it's uh, a holiday. But the thing that has been so fascinating to me about Mike Pence is this. This guy, we know, we know Mike Pence wants to run for president. He wants to run in 2024, as do other Republicans. Ron DeSantis wants to run. Governor of Florida, of course, Tom Cotton, we know, wants to run. Uh, Ted Cruz would probably like to run again. Marco Rubio would probably like to run again, et cetera. Um, but the field is frozen. Nobody dares announce anything. Nobody dares hint at announcing anything. People are fundraising, but nobody dares actually make an announcement because uh, Trump has not announced anything, whether he's out, whether he's in. Um, if he is in, then he will be the nominee. I absolutely believe that. I know there's people who are skeptical, like, well, just you know, just because he runs again doesn't mean he'll be the nominee. He will be the Republican nominee. Um, 
you know, what do I always say about Trump? I always say most Republicans I know don't like Donald Trump. Most Republicans I know are deeply, deeply in love with Trump. Now, there are some who have, of course, uh, become disenchanted with him, certainly. But but most most I mean, polling data shows uh, I think the last poll I saw showed 60 percent of Republicans still believe Biden stole the election from Trump and so on. So so they still love him and they can't wait to put him back in the White House in 2024. So, but we know Mike Pence would like to run, and it seems like Mike Pence is trying to line things up in a way that if Trump decides not to run, Mike Pence will be able to, um, will be ready. You know, he'll be ready to hit the ground running. So he's doing fundraisers, he's giving speeches. But I'm watching Mike Pence, and he's trying to thread this needle. You know, he said at one at one speech that he gave, he said, you know, the, the former uh, president and I, I don't know if he even said the word former, if he dares. He says, you know, uh, President Trump and I might never see eye to eye on the events of January 6th, but I'm still very proud of everything that we did. Um, he's, he has tried to downplay it. He tries to blame it on the media for making it a bigger deal than it was. I mean, he doesn't go all in on, you know, some some of these people who serve in the House in particular like to talk about it like, oh, it's just a tourist event. It was just people being rowdy, you know, no big deal. They try to make it no big deal. Um, by the way, tell the tell the families, uh, you know, of, of some of the cops who, who are dead now, who died uh, on that day or, or in the aftermath of January 6th, tell them it was no big deal. I mean, it's just shocking to me that the, the depths to which uh, some of these Republicans have sunk in their sycophanty of uh, Trump. I mean, the Republican Party to me is a cult. It's an abs. It is the cult of Trump. I've, I've never seen anything. I mean, political party lifetime quite like this. But here you have Mike Pence. So he wants to be president, but he doesn't dare say anything directly negative about Trump or critical of Trump because he knows that um, he'll be pilloried for it because. To be a Republican in the year 2021, and for the foreseeable future, I suppose, um, you have to be, as I said, deeply in love with Trump. If you're not, they don't want you. Um, They tried—here's the thing, though. This is what I find so fascinating. They tried to kill Mike Pence on January 6th. They even had a gallows set up, wanted to murder Mike Pence on January 6th. And this guy, who is on video and in photographs, there's some newly released photographs, by the way, had to flee to safety with his family to escape these people. And now, because he wants to be president so badly, He's actually going around and kissing ass to these people and trying to gain their support by saying nice things about Trump and not saying anything too critical about the guy who very nearly got him and his family killed. And I just want to say about Mike Pence, I look at this and I think, my God, what a week. I mean, talk about a beta man. I mean, he offends me. He offends me as a man. <laughs> this guy, and he craves power so much. 
that he's going around and kissing up to, I mean, look, Republicans loathe Mike Pence. Most Republicans probably agree with Mike Pence on most issues, but they loathe him because on January 6th, he didn't do some magical, mystical thing where, you know, the vice president suddenly gets to appoint the president and overturn an election. Mike Pence actually followed the Constitution as legally required to do. But but Trump said, you know, Mike Pence didn't do the right thing, didn't have the guts to do what he what had to be done. So now Republicans hate Mike Pence. They hate him. And to see Mike Pence going to these people who hate him and will always hate him and will never forgive him for trying to overturn the election and keep Trump in power, they're never going to forgive him for that. And to watch him go around kissing up to these people, it's it's embarrassing. As a man, I am embarrassed by him. It is so weak. It is so sad. It is so pathetic. Have you ever seen such a weak man in your life? This behavior, I I mean, my God. He has no chance of even winning these people over, but he's still going to try, and he's still going to go and kiss up to them? How How does his wife even look at him? Without just being ashamed. What a weak, weak man. It's shocking to me. It offends me as I mean, come on. I I I the guy, do you think he even has, I mean, when he looks down, he's got anatomically, he's gotta be a Ken doll underneath that suit, right? This guy, I mean, come on. It's it's stunning. I I we see many weak, pathetic figures in politics and always have. But that guy, and I don't hear anyone else really saying this. I mean, I, I see people kind of shaking their heads at Mike Pence like, you know, this is probably a fool's errand because he has no chance of ever being the nominee because Republicans are always going to hate him for not overturning the election for Trump or attempting to at least. But but to see him kissing up to these people who hate him so much and kissing up to the guy who almost got him killed on January 6th. It is the least manly thing I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, and he offends me as a man. And I just wanted to mention that. My God. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, oh, I'll play this. <laughs> I'll play this for the break. This will give me enough time to run to my car and run back. <laughs> More Unleashed coming up. We're going to hear a little something. Then uh, then we'll uh, show some love to our sponsors, and then we'll be back with hour number two. Don't go away. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Matt. This is Tracy from Nashua. How are you? Tracy from Nashua? Uh, 911, what is your emergency? Listen, I need to get uh, down to the courthouse because I'm suing Matt and Christian and uh, the radio station, <laughs> and I'm suing 
the Elm Street, Manchester, New Hampshire, everything. Yeah, I'm sorry. I uh, This is Tracy from Nashua. Um, I just wanted to tell you that, you know, I am an elected official with emotions. And I wanted to ask if you got that uh, envelope that I sent you uh, that had eight and a half by 11 photographs. Because I sent you a, a, an envelope to the station and it should have um, no, no. photographs. They're eight and a half by 11 because I like to have bigger things. Uh, there should be a picture of Dick Van Dyke. There should be a picture of Dick Cavett. There should be a picture of Dick Sargent. There should be Dick York. There should be Dick Nixon, Dick Cheney. I wanted to send you eight and a half by 11 pictures of famous dicks. Uh, yes, and I, I did get that, and I, I didn't understand uh, I, I didn't understand what it was, but uh, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. I, I, you know, I, I feel very, oh, you're getting a call. Are you, are you calling someone? 911, what is your emergency? Listen, I, I need to get to Little Caesar's Pizza. Um, it's, 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 oh, I have anxiety. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I also want to point out, people keep saying that I, I make fraudulent uh, 9-11 calls. Uh-huh. I don't know what people are talking about. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know anything about at any of that. Travis, do you have any of those phones? Travis! My name is Tracy! What? Travis, I, the, the credit cards, they're not working anymore. Do we have any more of those credit cards? I don't know what these people are talking about. Wow. Well, I just want to tell you that what is you, going on? gentlemen, if that's what I'm going to say, uh, you little boys, uh-huh, uh-huh. I am going to be suing you. Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's very difficult to hear, uh, Tracy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm, I'm not sure what we've done, but, uh, uh, you know. You are falsifying stuff about me and things that I do. I don't know what you're talking about. I have... <laughs> I have multiple phones that just keep dying. Like, I'm not even touching this phone, and it's calling 911. I'm sorry for calling. Listen, I need to get down to the Pheasant Lane Mall. I'm protesting. I need to get down there. Yeah. Oh, I have angina. That's what I have, an angina, because now I'm a woman. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well Tracy... Uh, I I don't know what to say other than good luck with everything. Uh, you know, sounds like you got a lot going on. I am a global media, and this is, I'm a little upset because I was listening just a, a few minutes ago, and I, I'm hearing that uh, 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 this reckless boy is having a big rap show. Yes. Doesn't he understand that I have a global radio station? I am a media mogul. I am the most important person out there. I am a human with emotions. That is a good question. Did you know this, uh, DJ Reckless? About and uh, how is he getting these type care. of artists? <laughs> they should be calling my show. They should be on my global internet. You gotta have hair to do that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just going to my make guys sure only you talk know. to people with hair. I, everything I do is big because I have the biggest one out there. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. 
The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. I'm Frank, and I'm not a big fan of BJ's Wholesale Club's super low gas prices. I don't trust things that low. Started in 92. Big office Christmas party. Come on, join the limbo line. Now I see a chiropractor. So, no, BJ's, I don't want super low gas prices. Okay, then. But if you'd like super low gas prices and a $40 digital BJ's gift card, join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm running my campaign. I'm running my campaign, and people have been upset with me because... I use public enemy, and everybody's like, public enemy? So everybody assumes that I'm playing Fight the Power, but no, my campaign song is 911 is a joke. Oh, wow. Gee, I don't know. And I'm done with you fellas. Goodbye. <laughs> wow. Wow, that He's was... Also, uh, that that was... reckless kid is also 20 <laughs> and... And, and DJing in bars. Well, that, yeah. well, no, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't hear Tracy say anything about that. Well, that's. Uh, oh, I think she did one day. Or he did. That's our new uh, friend uh, Tracy from Nashua. Apparently, that was. Uh, wow, that was bizarre. I wondered what was up with that envelope. Yo, I was like, what? Yeah, boy, uh, that uh, that was something. everybody we are into our number two numero dos of matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious downtown manchester new hampshire it's glorious and dark it's that time of year it's dark at five in the afternoon also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester streaming at wmnhradio.org and on the facebook on the matt connerton unleashed facebook page and of course you can go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options social media links contact info show archives etc etc hello to our friends at raw talk online tomorrow radio and aow radio and today is thursday november 11 2021 it is veterans day Happy Veterans Day, everyone. Uh, if my dad is listening, of course, my favorite veteran, happy Veterans Day, Dad. Uh, John Hopwood, if you're listening, uh, you're also one of my favorite veterans. Happy Veterans Day to John Hopwood and uh, and to everybody. So, by the way, I, I heard someone explaining, and, uh, you know, for, for those who don't know, uh, most of you, I'm sure, already know this, but... Um, I guess some people do get get these things mixed up. The difference between Veterans Day and, say, Memorial Day, which we celebrate in May. You know, Memorial Day is is uh, obviously much more of a, perhaps I shouldn't even say celebrate. It's more of a somber occasion. Memorial Day is because, you know, you're celebrating uh, people who we lost in war. But Veterans Day is uh, a, a celebration of everyone, of the living and the, the dead. You know, people who have sacrificed for the country by serving the country. So, 
Uh, so we honor them on Veterans Day. Um, Veterans Day is kind of unique, too, in a way, because it uh, just in the sense that it always falls on the same date every year. You know, whereas uh, many holidays like Memorial Day, for example, they, um, you know, they'll fall on a specific Monday. But, uh, you know, and then you have the long weekend. But Veterans Day is always on November 11, regardless of what day of the week it is. Uh, let's see. 603-250-6007 is the number to call if you'd like to join us today. 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. I would also remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot, the Hopknot on Elm, to be exact. That's what it is officially. I don't always remember to say the on Elm, but they are at 1000 Elm Street right across the street. I can actually wave to them, but they won't see me because there is a delay. And it's not like they're that close. I mean, they are across the street, but, uh, you know. But it is pretty cool to be able to look right out the window during my show and see our amazing sponsor. Uh, tonight is Trivia Night at the Hopknot. Now, I was there earlier. I did pop in. Uh, I was wearing my Hopknot shirt. Kenny was wearing his Matt Connerton Unleashed shirt. So we uh, we exchanged, hey, nice shirts. But, um, I mean, we said, hey, nice shirt to each other. We didn't actually exchange uh, shirts. I don't think we even wear the same size, frankly. But um, but it was nice to see him wearing my shirt. Uh, those uh, beautiful shirts that uh, Jenny got me last year. And, of course, we gave many of them out when we did our live remote at the Hopknot. But uh, tonight is Trivia Night, hosted by the great Bill Cini. I believe the reservations have been filled, but you can still go and hang out and have a delicious gourmet pretzel, maybe some craft beer. Uh, they have live music Friday nights. Um, they've got, uh, oh, I see, uh, I was just waving. I just saw Glenn R.J. Willette, the people's mayor, out in the hallway, who uh, brought a couple of beautiful gifts for Jenny from uh, his trip to Sierra Leone. But uh, uh, when uh, Glenn was here on Tuesday, it was very nice to see him. But, uh, yeah, they've got a couple uh, things coming up. Uh, the pre-Thanksgiving karaoke party. I mean, the Hop Knot, not Sierra Leone. The uh, pre-Thanksgiving karaoke party, November 24th from 8 p.m. to midnight. And then a gender blender drag show on December 5th from 2 to 4 p.m. So those are both coming up at the Hopknot. And it's very un-American, John Hopwood says. <laughs> oh, he was responding to uh, Jenny's comment. Uh, we'll come back to that. And also, of course, I want to remind you about this uh, amazing The Miracle on Elm Street toy drive for Manchester kids. This was incredibly successful last year. I remember. Now, I was not directly involved. Uh, this show was not directly involved in the event last year. This year we are. Uh, but I remember uh, walking in here last year as it got closer and closer to The Miracle on Elm Street and seeing this room just filled with toys, donations, uh, just really amazing to see, and it kind of restored some of my faith in humanity, which my faith in humanity has taken uh, a few blows over the <laughs> over the course of this pandemic <clears throat> and the Trump presidency, frankly. But um, but uh, that did restore some of my faith in humanity, and uh, it really does my heart good to see people being so giving and caring for others. Um, so the Miracle on Elm Street, uh, we're going to be doing a live telethon from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., so it will encompass uh, both the morning show and this program live 
from the bonfire on the day of the event on December 2nd. So really looking forward to that. That's going to be so cool. Um, the morning show, this show, and then I think we're going to be broadcasting. I think we're, we're, I don't know if we're going all the way straight through in between the shows or how exactly that's going to work. I don't know all the details. Peter will fill me in as the day gets closer, but, uh, but I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be uh, exciting. Uh, Jenny's excited. Uh, Christian Lacoste is excited. Uh, everybody's excited. Polly C is going to be there uh, with me uh, for the second half of this program that day at Bonfire. Polly C is excited. Uh, you can drop off toys right here at uh, 1045 Elm Street, uh, or you can send a check, make it out to Hope NH Inc., and you can send that to WMNH 1045 Elm Street, number 300, Care of the Morning Show. So there you go. Lots of good stuff going on. Lots of good stuff. And I'll finally get to meet Maddie Cushane. So there you go. So that's cool, too. The other Maddie C. Um, let's see. Let me give the number again, 603-250-6007. If you'd like to call in. Um, oh, a bunch of... Uh, yeah, Jenny had said in the chat, uh, it's insanity to watch a man who is so married to the Bible simply do a 180 and create a new version of belief, referring to former Vice President Mike Pence. And uh, John says uh, it's very un-American. <laughs> yeah, if if you're just joining us, I was just, I won't rehash the whole thing, but I was just kind of shaking my head at uh, beta male Mike Pence and watching him kiss up to people who hate him and are not going to stop hating him uh, as he tries to curry favor with them because, you know, just in case uh, daddy, uh, and of course by daddy I mean Trump, just in case he doesn't uh, run for president in 2024, Mike Pence will run. And as a former vice president, he should in theory be the front runner, but he won't be the front runner because Republicans hate him for not overturning the election in favor of the Messiah, uh, Donald John Trump. <laughs> John Hopwood, uh, wait, let me make sure I get the whole comment here. This is uh, regarding the miracle on Elm Street. He says, you can make a donation care of Ward 13. Just write Michael Gonzalez in the two uh, block on the check. That's a, a joke, of course. Yes, our friend uh, Gonzo, that's a reference to. Very talented artist. Um, so there is, now I got into the Mike Pence thing sort of tangentially as it relates to January 6th, but we do have... Some breaking news. Uh, this happened after we were already on the air, I believe. Uh, all the news outlets are reporting this. This is regarding January 6th. Uh, CNBC is reporting appeals court grants Trump delay in releasing records to January 6th probe. Um, because these records were supposed to be beginning to be released on Friday. And Trump has asserted executive privilege. He doesn't want these documents, uh, which will, in theory, reveal some of the communication happening on January 6th um, or leading up to it. He doesn't want those documents released. And I will just remind everyone, these are public records. We'll get into the story in a moment. I want to see what the details are of this because I've been following this very, very closely. But these are these are public records. And, you know, I know obviously if you're if you're MAGA, if you're a Trump supporter, um, you either don't care about any of this or you don't want any of this to come out because you're afraid it's going to make Trump look bad. I understand that. 
But I want to remind everybody, no matter who you voted for, no matter who you like or don't like, no matter your political affiliation, we as taxpayers, these people work for us. And if we want to look at public records, unless those public records, I mean, obviously there are exceptions, but unless those public records, uh, and an exception would be a record of something that may uh, put someone in danger. You know, uh, obviously there's many classified documents uh, that we don't get to see in terms of espionage and foreign policy and so forth. I don't, I cannot imagine why we would not be able to see any of these January 6th documents. Why is it so important for the former president to be asserting executive privilege over these documents? I mean, how does one conclude anything other than, even if you're a Trump supporter, how does anyone conclude logically and uh, using uh, critical thinking, how do you conclude anything other than he is trying to hide something? What else could possibly be the problem? These are not his private documents. We're not talking about his tax returns, anything like that. These are public records. These are communications that were going on within the White House. I want to see them, don't you? If you're so sure. See, here's the thing. If you are a Trump supporter, if you are a true Trump supporter, you should want to see these documents too. You should want these documents to come out. Why? Because people like me who are a little bit suspicious. I mean, remember the events of that day, right? It took, what was it? It was at least two and a half hours before Trump would even address what was going on and call off the dogs. And even then, he makes this video where he says, I love you and uh, I understand. I understand you're upset. I'm upset too. Hey, I get it. But it's time to go home now. But I but I, I love you. I'm with you. I, how anyone, how anybody is okay with that is mind-boggling to me. But a lot of people who consider themselves great American patriots are perfectly fine with that. I don't know how. But uh, anyway, <laughs> if you're so sure that your boy Trump, he's, you know, greatest president ever, all the things that Trump supporters say about him, you should want these documents to come out because these documents are going to show that he had nothing to do with January 6th, right? Right? So you should want these to come out. So then you can tell all of us, you know, with our Trump derangement syndrome, you can say, see, nothing, there's nothing to see here. These, these documents don't show anybody had any culpability. Trump had no culpability. Mark Meadows didn't. Nobody working in the White House, Kaylee McEnany, nobody had any culpability. There was no, nobody was coordinating any of this. See, these documents show it. There's nothing here, nothing to see here. You should want these to come out. But Trump desperately does not want these documents released, and he and his legal team are doing everything they can. And this dubious claim of executive privilege, we're in uncharted territory here, and that's part of why there's so much stop and start and stutter over this, because this is a unique situation where you have a former— it's not unique to have a former— or former president executive uh, exerting executive privilege or attempting to, but we've never seen anything on this scale in a circumstance like this. Um, and the legal theory is of many 
seems to be the prevailing legal theory is that the current president is the one who gets to decide uh, who gets executive privilege and who does not in terms of former presidents. So if the current president says, which he has, if he says, no, the previous president, I do not approve the previous president having executive privilege here, then that's it. The previous president does not have executive privilege on this matter. But, again, we're in uncharted territory. This is an unprecedented moment, and so it will be tested in the courts and will probably get to the Supreme Court. And you have a uh, conservative-leaning Supreme Court, which you might think would be sympathetic to Trump, but then again, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, you know, as we saw during the arguments around the Texas abortion law, uh, you know, you can't just assume that Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett are just going to sign off on whatever conservatives want. And John Roberts, we learned quite some time ago, um, you know, he's not he's not there to be political. He he's there to be the chief justice. <laughs> so you can't count on him to necessarily do what the conservatives want. So. We don't know. It's not a for, you know, because I know some people are going to be worried about, well, if this goes to the Supreme Court, this conservative-leaning Supreme Court with the three justices appointed by Trump, they're, of course, they're going to decide this in Trump's favor, and they're going to block the release of these documents. But you cannot be certain of that. You cannot be certain. So here's where we are. Again, this is somewhat breaking news. Uh, this is from CNBC. Appeals court grants Trump delay in releasing records to January 6th probe. Here are the key points. A federal appeals court on Thursday today granted former President Donald Trump's request to temporarily halt the release of White House records to lawmakers investigating the deadly Capitol invasion. The court order came one day before the... By the way, this is how close this was. This is how close this was. The court order came one day before the National Archives was set to begin producing those records to the House Select Committee probing the January 6th attack. This was going to happen tomorrow. Before this happened, the release of these documents was going to begin, not publicly, certainly, but the release to the House Committee was going to begin tomorrow. So this was close for, uh, for MAGA world. Uh, Trump had sued the committee in mid-October to block its pursuit of a tranche of records from Trump's term in office, arguing that many of them are protected by executive privilege. Those are the key points. The article goes on. A federal appeals court today granted former President Trump's request to temporarily halt the release of White House records. Uh, the court order came one day before the National Archives was set to begin releasing. Uh, but that move is now on hold as the appeals court considers the case on an abbreviated schedule with oral arguments set for the morning of November 30th. Trump had sued the committee in mid-October to block its pursuit of a tranche of records from his tenure in office. Trump's lawyer, Jesse Benal, is it Benal or Benal, argued that many of those records 
are protected by executive privilege, the doctrine that allows some executive branch communications to be kept confidential. But President Joe Biden refused to invoke privilege over the disputed documents. Um, because, again, as I said, he has to approve that. The, the current executive has to approve the former president's assertion of executive privilege. And not surprisingly, President Biden declined to do that. Uh, federal Judge Tanya Chutkin, I'm sorry, Chutkin, uh, rejected Banal's argument on Tuesday night. In a 39-page opinion, Chutkin wrote that Trump's view, quote, appears to be premised on the notion that his executive power exists in perpetuity, but presidents are not kings and plaintiffs, and the plaintiff is not president, unquote. Chutkin agreed with the House Committee that in disputes about executive privilege, the current president's stance matters more than that of his or her predecessor, which makes sense, right? Uh, she also disagreed with Banal's argument that it was in the public interest to keep the records hidden, which is, a, I'd like to know how uh, he argued that, but uh, quote, this is from her uh, disagreeing with him. Quote, the court holds that the public interest lies in permitting, not enjoining, the combined will of the legislative and executive branches to study the events that led to and occurred on January 6th and to consider legislation to prevent such events from ever occurring again, unquote. Hard to argue with that. Trump filed a notice of appeal to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of, uh, District of Columbia Circuit less than an hour later. So his team is right on top of it. And that's, again, that's how, you know, because if you had asked me Tuesday or yesterday, what did I think was going to happen? I was, I mean, I was on pins and needles. I was like, well, you know, we're going to find out Friday. Apparently not. Friday is not coming. Uh, Banal, in an emergency request Thursday morning, this morning, again, this is how close it was, asked the appellate court to briefly pause the release of the contested records while it considers another injunction on a fast-track basis. The House Committee and the National Archives did not oppose the request, Banal wrote. Uh, this afternoon... The appellate court approved that request for an administrative injunction. The National Archives and U.S. Archivist or Archivist David, uh, I've heard it pr uh, pronounced both ways, David Ferrero are, quote, enjoined from releasing the records requested by the House Select Committee over which appellate, uh, appellant rather asserts executive privilege pending further order of this court, unquote, the court order said. The appellate court also granted Banal's request to expedite its consideration of Trump's bid to withhold the records from the House panel. The bipartisan House Select Committee is investigating the facts and causes of the January 6th invasion. Okay, so we know all that. Trump never conceded. We know all that. The Select Committee, which includes seven Democrats and two Republicans, and of course we all know who the two Republicans are, uh, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, Adam Kinzinger, who, by the way, I, I should talk about, I have some thoughts on him in a moment because he apparently is not running for another term, but we'll come back to that. Um, he's, he's an interesting guy. Um, so this committee has issued subpoenas for testimony from an array of current and former Trump associates, including former senior advisors Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller, former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, and Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany. The House panel is also seeking a wide range of records from Trump's term in the White House, including communications about strategies to reverse Biden's victory, 
Uh, Trump had pressured state officials and congressional lawmakers to challenge Biden's election win. And Trump and his allies filed dozens of lawsuits that failed to overturn any state's electoral college votes. Dozens. I believe there were over 60 of them, by the way. Just to remind you. For anyone who's hanging on to this idea that this election was stolen and uh, there's uh, all this uh, somewhere in the ether, there's all this evidence to show that the election was stolen. Um, all of these cases fail. Uh, again, I believe it's more than 60 of them. Uh, they all fail. They all get tossed out of court. And uh, if you don't know why that is, I will just remind you that is because uh, you can say whatever you want out in the world to the media uh, to donors, to, uh, you know, whoever it is, right? You can say whatever you want to. You can lie to the media all day long. It is not a uh, crime to lie to the media, as New Hampshire's own Corey Lewandowski uh, once revealed while himself testifying before Congress. Uh, I guess you should lie to the media because uh, the media lies. That's according to him. So go ahead. You know, just everybody lie. Uh, what a prize, huh? New Hampshire's own. Anyway. Um, you can lie all you want to out in public. You can hold a press conference in front of Four Seasons Landscaping and Lawn Care or whatever it is and babble for 45 minutes extemporaneously just making whatever up, you know, that pops into your head because no one's going to, no one who wants to believe you is going to fact check you. They're all going to say, oh, listen to him flooding the zone with information. It must all be true. Um, you can do that all you want to. And you can appeal to the audience who wants to believe what you're saying and who is on your side and who is on board with everything. But if you do that in a court of law, if you go into a court of law and been, begin repeating all of these lies, you might end up in prison because that's called perjury. So that's why all these cases don't go anywhere, if you're wondering. <laughs> you know, all these cases are filed. Oh, election fraud. And then they get into court and they have, you know, whether it's Rudy Giuliani, whether it's Sidney Powell, uh, they got nothing, nothing. Well, you can't, you can't go in there with nothing. And if you got nothing, your only other option, I guess, is to make something up. But if you make something up, you might end up in jail for committing perjury, which is, you know, pretty serious. So, you know, unless you're Bill Clinton and you're lying to a grand jury, but but that's so long ago. That's another time. Um, oh, Gonzo in the chat says uh, he's already raised uh, $235 for the miracle on Elm Street. Very nice. Very nice. Good for you, Gonzo. And uh, we have a call. Let's grab this. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, it's John Hopwood. Oh, John Hopwood, how are you? Happy Veterans Day. Fine. Hi. Hey, what, uh, when you're talking about Bill Clinton lying to a grand jury, what are you referring to? Oh, about uh, Monica Lewinsky. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. But what specifically? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was... Uh, because... I, yeah, no deep thing with that. I was just making a, a side uh, comment, a snide side comment. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's just that uh, people think that uh, that was a body. So I never had sex with that woman, and that's not what they nailed him on. Right, correct. Yeah, he lied to a grand jury. He committed perjury, and uh, that's right. a no-no. It, it was, but it wasn't. But that specific thing because he had a very uh, expensive attorney named Bob Bennett. Yes, whose uh, brother was the Secretary of Education under Ronald Reagan. Ah, William and, Bennett. Yes. Uh, I think he, he must be $5,000 an hour back then hmm. and triple billing. Think about it. Yeah. And he got the judge in the case. There were more than one case, though, to, dis- to define sex as sexual intercourse. Right. And he did, not ever, he did not have sexual intercourse with Monica Lewinsky. So then Bill Clinton, being a Yale Law School grad, <laughs> I never had sex with that woman. But, so that's not what they nailed him about. They right. did lie and other like court filings. No, but you're right. You're right, John, because people do miss. People have terrible memories for these things, and I hear people say all the time. Uh, well, I shouldn't say all the time, but when this subject comes up, people will say, "Oh, you know, the, the Republicans—they impeached him because he had uh, he had an affair," and the you know, it's like, no, that's not why they impeached him at all. It was because he, he lied to a grand jury, and that's perjury. Whether you agree with the impeachment or not, it wasn't. They didn't impeach him because they he had an affair. It was it was because he, he committed perjury. But but people, you're right to bring that up. People continually get that wrong all the time. Right, and uh, my friend uh, Dave Colapinto has been on both of, of our TV shows and on mm. your radio show. He was Linda Tripp's uh, attorney, mm-hmm. and most of what you know about uh, Linda Tripp, what it was manipulated by the Clintons and by Bob Bennett, and you know that's part of the lawyer. You know, you go to the media and you attack and attack uh, the whistleblower. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, yeah, we did many shows on that. I'd love to have him on again, have you on and, and have Dave Colapinto call in again. That would be, uh, it's been a long time now that you mention it. I'll uh, ask him, uh, because he, he, of course, he's going to know more about, he's argued in front of the DC court of appeals. Yeah. And you're, everything you said is right. Uh, you know, executive privilege can only be exerted by the sitting president. And they often will exert it, like, say, George W. Bush will exert executive privilege over something in the Clinton administration because, of, you know, he has the same interests. Like, it could be touch on national security or on, indeed, his idea of what the president is. But Joe Biden is the only person that can exert 
executive privilege, just like you said. And he said, release, release them. Right. But, uh, so this will be fascinating because, you know, the Supreme Court, it's, 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 uh, Roberts, Roberts, uh, you know, when it was the Roberts Court, he, uh, he was quite a politician. And, and, and right in the tradition of what the Supreme Court is, you know, it does a balancing act. You don't want it to be too radical either right or left. But he's got some wild cards on that court now, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in the uh, in the Texas abortion uh, case, uh, people assume that Amy Coney Barrett and uh, Brett Kavanaugh were going to just, you know, uh, right. do, do their thing. And, and actually, they asked they, they both asked some some pretty serious questions uh, and important questions about that law. Yeah. Well, they're not on the court because they're not uh, the, t- the top, uh, you know, of their profession. We might disagree with their politics. But they're they're very bright people, and often a Supreme Court justice will surprise you. Yes, uh, not in the not in the sense of like uh, uh, Justice Frankfurter was put on. It was one of the great liberals got on the court and became a conservative. Mm-hmm. That was a real shocker. That's generally why you don't put a brilliant person on the court anymore because they're too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. But, you know, some of the uh, appointees, the Republican appointees, you know, they'll have their independent uh, views, like when it comes to gay rights or trans rights, which would surprise your, your Trump conservative, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is a fascinating case, and you're doing a great job explaining it. So I'll let you go back to explaining it. But you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you, John. I appreciate that very much. Thank you, okay. my friend. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, that was our friend uh, John Hopwood, who is a veteran, did serve his country, so we want to uh, make sure we acknowledge that on uh, Veterans Day. Uh, Karen uh, called yesterday, Karen Cubitt, and, uh, uh, you know, really wanted to thank John for that when John was here in person, and uh, and that was uh, that was very nice. Um, but that's—I actually kind of summed it up uh, as far as where we are with the, uh, you know— I mean, it's frustrating. You know, you just, I'm dying to know. Aren't you all, look, even if you're a Trump supporter, aren't you dying to know what's in those documents? Come on, you gotta be, you gotta be. But uh, we'll kind of move on to something else, but I say kind of, you'll understand why I say that in a moment. 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007 if you want to jump in. Eric Pilcher, who is in the chat room, of course, and uh, tomorrow we'll be hearing Eric's, Film review this week. He has reviewed *A Clockwork Orange*, which we were discussing. Uh, ironically, we were talking about it Monday. Um, <laughs> uh, but Eric's in the chat. He says, referring to Bill Clinton, uh, he defined it as giving her sexual gratification. His definition of sex was skewed. So, according to Clinton, he didn't lie. Also, lost is Lewinsky uh, lied on her initial affidavit. Ah, oh, good point. That that's a really good point. Um, oh, actually, John Hopwood just shared a link in the chat from, uh, this is a website that I really like, uh, that I, I want to start utilizing more and then I kind of forget, I kind of forget about it, but this is such a good site. It's called justsecurity.org. And John just shared this link and it says here, no, former presidents cannot exert executive privilege, at least not meaningfully. Um, 
I do want to look at a little bit of this momentarily because it might clear up some of my own confusion about this. Uh, it says here, last week, Professor Sakrish, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not even going to try. Uh, last week, a professor shared an opinion in the Washington Post entitled, Trump is right. Former presidents can assert executive privilege. While the piece spends a lot of time discussing the nature of executive privilege and its use since George Washington, the core of the argument is this. So this is from the uh, op-ed. Indeed, the Supreme Court has clearly stated that if a former president can exert executive privilege, it all uh, it did so in a sequel to the Watergate tapes case, Nixon versus General Services Administration, 1977, in which the court wrote, quote, we reject the argument that only an incumbent president may assert such claims and hold that appellant as a former president may also be heard to assert them, unquote. This assertion, however, is incorrect, and it reflects a basic misconception shared by many lawyers and policymakers about the seminal case, Nixon versus the GSA. By the way, I I cannot help but think that there are probably millions of people in this country who had never even heard of the GSA or didn't know what the General Services Administration was until uh, it was time to transition, to begin the transition process from the Trump administration to the Biden administration. And you had, I can't remember her last name, it was Emily something. You had that lawyer who was in charge of the GSA who was refusing to sign off on the transition, which held everything up and stalled everything and uh, prevented the release of uh, documents and the exchange of information while we're in the middle of a pandemic. That's another thing. I have no idea how Trump supporters are okay with any of that, but they are. Um, so getting back to this, this issue has been brought to the fore in the litigation brought by former President Trump to block the release of the White House records. In fact, even the defendants in this case seem to be under the general impression that a former president can assert executive privilege while maintaining that this former president cannot in this particular situation. With one exception, the archivist and the January 6th committee focus on the balancing test established by the Supreme Court in Nixon versus GSA, arguing that the committee's demonstrated need outweighs former President Trump's interest in withholding them. The only indication that this might be the wrong question can be found in a footnote in the committee's brief. I'm going to kind of skip down because it's getting late. I don't want to get too into the weeds here. Um, okay, it says here, however, that very argument is the one the court should be adjudicating. It is for this reason that we, along with several scholars in executive privilege and the Presidential Records Act, wrote a brief in this case taking a position that even the defendants were not fully arguing. We'll come back to that if we have time. We're going to scrub this call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Matt, it's Eric from Cedar Rapids. Eric from Cedar Rapids. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing, sir? Very well, very well. All right, real, real quick. I, I just, as the show's uh, quote-unquote resident Donald Trump supporter, <laughs> uh, I, I would like to add I that I I would like to see what is in the files. Yes. I, I really would. I agree with you 100%. I do not agree with the fact that he has tried to skirt his – 
uncovering information under presidential privilege. That is wrong. He should not be allowed to do that. And I and I do not and I feel that some of the things he said about COVID really set back our ability to get to be better off than what we are now. Right. If that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's uh, that right there, Eric, is a big reason why I voted for Biden was because I wanted consistent messaging on COVID. And, uh, you know, in, in my mind, uh, tell, I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but, you, you know, tell me, maybe you will based on what you just uh, said. But in, in my mind, I wanted a president whose consistent message was we need to be taking this pandemic seriously versus what I felt Trump's message was, which was we need to be taking this pandemic seriously unless, of course, you don't really feel like it, in which case, whatever, do what you want. So I, I agree. My- Sorry to cut you off, Matt. I agree in free will. I, I, I think, but I think Trump messed up because he played to his base. Mm -hmm. His base wanted to hear the conspiracy theories. His base wanted to hear it was nothing to worry about. His base wanted to have a president that stood up to Fauci, whether you, whether justly or unjustly. And that's what he did. But as you've stated so eloquently, that doesn't help you. You need independence. And independence wanted, didn't want posturing. They wanted facts. Right, right. You- and I think that's where he failed on COVID. I agree with his message of we need to be together. We need to, do, we need to rally against this and things like that. But to sit there and play to his base and play to the conspiracy theories that were borderline QAnon yes. <laughs> was wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I what, mean, we have people dying due to this. Like, this isn't conspiracy. And I, I would like to know if it was man-made. I would like to know more information on why it was made, if it was man-made. Mm-hmm. But there will come a time and a place for those questions and answers. When the pandemic first breaks out and people can't work and being forced to work from home and watching their kids and businesses are shutting down and small businesses are falling apart, that is not the time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, well that is the, that well, is the time for action. Well, let me ask you this, Eric, because I, I don't think we've ever discussed this. So I'm, I'm curious to get your, your view on this. I think he he really blew it because if he had when when he initially said we're going to do the 14 days to slow the spread um he seemed to be taking you know a strong leadership role there as the president and said you know we're going to do this we have to do this we you know i mean they sh- it should have been done sooner should have taken it seriously sooner but i was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and i thought in the early days of that i defended him Actually, in the early days of that, when they were doing the daily briefings and even beyond that 14 days, um, because he would say things, you know, Fauci would come out and give his presentation and so forth and Dr. Burks and, and you know, they would go over all of this and uh, Mike Pence would do his thing. And, um, and, and Trump would kind of come in at the end and sort of be, you know, the rah-rah positive guy, like, you know, look, we're, we're, 
we're going to get through this, and then we're going to have, uh, I believe, in the V-curve. I remember him saying that. You know, the, the economy is going to snap back. We're, we have to do this now. We're, we're asking people to stay home. We're going to kind of freeze things up for now so we can get through this, but we'll bounce back and we'll be good. And um, some people thought he was being too optimistic. And I said, no, no, no. I, I get what he's doing. He's going to leave the he's going to leave the hard stuff. He's going to leave the you know the bad news and everything to, to everyone else. But he's going to be, as he himself said, you know, he's got to be America's cheerleader as the president. You know, and I thought that was fine. I actually liked that. I liked that side of him. But I think if he had been able to maintain that and maintain that attitude of, look, this sucks, but we'll get through it but we're going to do what we have to do to get through it. And it really been consistent in that. I think he could have won a second term, but then he kind of got bored. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But then he kind of got bored with it, you know, he, you know, and then he's like all over the place. He's telling people, you know, wear a mask if you want to, but if you don't, whatever, you know, what do I care? You know, I mean, just very, you know, there would be days when he seemed really determined to, to fight this virus. And then other days where he was just totally, laissez-faire about it and it's and and it's saying crazy stuff like you know we're gonna see i want to see those pews in church full for easter and it's like whoa dude th that's a little over optimistic i think you know now you're just this is fantasy land stuff we got a long road out of us here but i'm telling he he blew it if he had stayed you know forget the base he, the 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 country was ready even democrats the country was ready to rally around him on this, if he could have just held firm and maintained that leadership role, but he just wasn't up to it, and he and he caves to the base and and the kooks and uh, and he blew it. He could have won re-election. I one hundred percent agree. I do think there was other small missteps that led to him not being reelected. Oh but yeah. I also, I like. I also think that the big thing was the flip-flop on that situation like there should have been sh stronger leadership and stronger working with the cdc and more collaborative effort across both parties oh absolutely absolutely and uh and you know i remember at one point him saying you know he considered himself a wartime president and i i i like that i liked hearing that from him that's great you know it, I, I agree but then you know, but but then it turns into, well, you know, the states can do what they want. And it's like, wait, really? I thought you were a wartime president. Now you're now you want the states to make their own rules. When you go to fight a war, you don't uh, you don't tell uh, Kentucky, you know, to fight uh, the war one way. And, and I, you know, it just it, he was so he just should have been tougher and just held firm. And uh, man, he could have he could have won in a landslide if he had just I know it's all 2020. It's all hindsight but he just was not consistent in his messaging and that that's the one thing that i think screwed him more than anything else i mean it certainly did i mean i was uh, look i wasn't gonna vote for him anyway but you know but 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 right. i would have been but i might have geez if he had uh if he had shown the kind of leadership i was looking for on the pandemic hey maybe i would have you know maybe i would have but no nope. <laughs> yes i agree wholeheartedly with that and yeah it, a lot of things could have been done better. Yeah, yeah. Not that Biden's done a perfect job on it, but I think the Biden administration's done pretty well. I mean, they've screwed some other things up, but on pandemic response, I you know, I like the messaging. I think it's consistent. I think it's strong, you know, while still being optimistic. And, uh, 
you know, I think they've done the best they can. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's kind of a, geez, even, uh, what's his name? Chris Ruddy from Newsmax gave uh, the Biden administration some credit, you know? So. Yes. And, and yeah, so I, I, I do agree. I do think that the response, that the initial response was good. The follow-up response, no, a lot more to be desired. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But. Well, it's been nice speaking with you. I have my cousins here. We're going to go see Rocky for the director's cut. Oh, no kidding. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Very good. We'll enjoy yeah, that. So without, I don't know if you've seen Rocky for, but it will not have uh, Paulie's robot in it. Uh. Sad day. My cousin Joe just said it best. Sad day in American history. We lost Paulie's robot. Oh, wow. I don't even, it's been so long since I've seen Rocky Four. I don't even remember. Uh... One night only in theaters tonight. Sylvester Stallone's <laughs> director's cut. Wow. No kidding. Oh, that's cool. Well, have fun with that, Eric. Always wonderful to speak with you. And uh, I look forward to hearing your classic film review tomorrow. Yes, it's uh, John Hopwood's, one of John Hopwood's favorite films. So hopefully I do it justice. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Very good. Added pressure now. <laughs> very good. <laughs> All right, my friend. Have a great night. You as well. Thanks, Matt. You got it. Bye-bye. All right. That's Eric Pilcher from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And uh, yes, he uh, he reviewed uh, A Clockwork Orange uh, this week, and we will be hearing that uh, tomorrow on the show. But um, yeah, I don't think we're going to come back to this article because uh, we are running low on time. Not that I, I always love to hear from Eric, and, and he's, you know, he's someone who... Uh, we differ uh, somewhat ideologically, obviously, but uh, he's someone who, you know, we can disagree on some things, agree on some others and, and have an intelligent discussion. I really like uh, I really like talking to him a lot. It's good. But, um, yeah, I've always thought that if, if Trump had just. You know, it's not even about being tough when it comes to the pandemic, it's about consistency. I mean, it, you know, just the stunning inconsistency of the Trump administration and doing weird stuff like tweeting things that are that directly undermine Dr. Fauci and things like that. It's like, what? And then I remember, I'll never forget this too. In it during the campaign, this is true. If you don't know this, trust me, this is absolutely true. During the campaign at one point on the Trump campaign website where there's a section for accomplishments, one of the things listed under accomplishments was defeating and eradicating COVID-19. Like, in, in what alternate universe has this happened? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Oh, God, what a mess. I'm telling you, he could have easily, if he had played it differently, he could have easily won a second term. He could have. There wouldn't have been any reason for a lot of people in this country. I mean, you know, there, there's always going to be the people who wanted to see Trump go no matter what. And uh, but but there also would have been millions of people in this country who if if Trump had just stayed the course on this one thing, they would have said, OK, you know what? He's our guy. He got us through this or he's in the process of getting us through this. And we believe that he can land the plane. So we're going to give him a second term. We're not going to switch horses midstream. We're not going to change leadership in the middle of this terrible hundred year crisis. But he blew it. He blew it. But um, he, I, 
and you know, if, if you were listening to the show back then too, you might know that uh, in the very beginning of the Trump administration, I saw a unique opportunity with this guy. You know, I mean, he was a Republican for the sake of convenience. And and if you know his history politically, you know, you know he's been a Democrat, he's been an independent. At one point he was flirting with the Reform Party, which ended up falling apart anyway. You know, but um, he could have been a, a kind of a, he could have been our first sort of independent as president. Not in, you know, an, an independent, I mean, a Republican in name, but an independent in style. Uh, <laughs> John Hopwood is making me laugh in the chat. Uh, John Hopwood says, F Donald Trump. He's an a-hole. He couldn't do anything right. He ought to be horsewhipped. It was the he ought to be horsewhipped comment that made me laugh. I don't know why. It's just funny to me. I guess the image of it. I shouldn't say shouldn't say things like that, probably. I don't want the Secret Service showing up at my door because I laughed at someone suggesting that our former president should be horsewhipped. Anyway, but I saw I saw a unique opportunity in the uh, Trump presidency. I really did. Um, but uh, the opportunity that I saw was uh, not to be had. <laughs> so there you go. Well, we will begin to wrap up because we are almost out of time. Again, uh, happy Veterans Day. And uh, to my dad, if, uh, if he is listening, uh, happy Veterans Day to you. Uh, of course, uh, on this November 11. And, uh, oh, in a nonviolent way, John Hopwood says, yes. Um, and if you miss any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org. And, of course, uh, at my website, MattConnerton.com. Oh, I know what we'll close. We'll close with uh, something I haven't uh, played in a while. Seems uh, appropriate. Um, sort of, to the occasion. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, of course, on Friday, we will have Eric Pilcher's weekly classic film review. This week, it is a Clockwork Orange, uh, a Stanley Kubrick classic. Stanley Kubrick is dead, right? He's no longer with us, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because didn't he direct Eyes Wide Shut, and then he died, and people were like, oh, that's his last film. That's sad, because Eyes Wide Shut is an odd movie and not particularly good, in my view. Anyway... Uh, that's it for us for now. And, um, I will talk to y'all a little bit later. Happy Veterans Day.